uh, wrap up our uh, message series on the uh, five things uh, God can't do, and that means it's final exam day. You ready? Nobody's nervous, right? So just shout it out. Okay, we go back to day number one there, Sunday number one. Uh, five things God can't do is we understand the nature of what God is like. Number one is God can't lie. Excellent. God can't lie. Absolutely. He's always true. He's always true. His promises are always good. Number two, God can't stop loving me is on the list. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't number two, but it's close. You know, win, play, show, I think works. So, uh, yeah. So, yes, God can't uh, stop loving me. Absolutely, no matter what I do, God is still uh, going to love me, and He can make me into something better, right? And then uh, the, another one on the list is God can't want my worst, right? He only wants the best for me, right? He only wants the best in our lives, right? Uh, number four, God can't. Abandon me. Exactly. God can't abandon me. That God is always uh, choosing to be right here with us. Okay. Today we wrap it up with uh, number five. Number five is uh, God can't fail. God can't fail. Five things God can't do. Fifth one, it is so important that you grab hold of that this morning. That you get this truth into your life. God can't fail. Why important? It's important because our first reaction when difficult things come into our life is to turn to God and say, God, why have you failed? You know what I mean? When difficult things happen, when disappointment comes into our life, when uh, something happens that uh, we just say, wait a minute, that's not supposed to be the way it is. We experience a hardship, a hurt, a loss, whatever it is. We turn to God and we tend to blame God and say, God, why would you let that happen? Somehow you failed. We even do it in our insurance policies. In our insurance policies, whenever something like a hurricane or a flood or, you know, some big disaster like that happens in the, in the insurance policy, they always define those. And they say, those are acts of God, right? God gets the blame for all those kinds of things, right? See, it's easy for us when difficulty comes our way to turn and say, well, God, somehow you failed. When the truth of the matter is, God can't fail. That those things that happen, happen because the enemy is hard at work. Those things that happen, happen because we live in a broken world and we are going to experience disappointment. The truth is, God never fails because God simply can't fail. Let me give you a couple uh, verses, and I even put uh, the last words in big, bold print so you can't miss them. And so you can even say it with me when we get there, because I want to make sure this morning you get it, that you got it planted, not only in your head, but in your heart, that God just can't fail in your life. We can go to uh, Psalm 103. It says, the Lord is merciful. He is kind and patient and his love never fails. Absolutely never fails. Or we can go to Psalm uh, 136. It says, only God works great miracles. God's love never fails. If we would read Psalm 136, we would say that phrase 25 times. 25 times the psalmist says, God's love never fails. Do you think the psalmist wants you to get it this morning? He wants you to understand that nature of God and plant that in your head and in your heart so that you know no matter what you face, 
God will never fail you. He can't fail. See, I think a lot of times in our own lives, we look at uh, the circumstances of our lives and, and we start blaming God and, and we start saying, well, somehow God has already failed. I thought about that. For instance, we would look at God and say, well, I feel that God has failed because of the way I'm made. You know, it would come out something like this. You know, if I were only a little taller, if I were only just a little taller or, you know, if I were only a little thinner or if I only had blonde hair or, in my case, if I only had hair at all, somehow life would be better, right? You know, we kind of look in the mirror and we say, you know, God, if you would have only given me, you know, this, then somehow life would be okay. And we just blame God because God somehow didn't do it the way we think He ought to. Or we look at our life and we go, wait a minute, life isn't supposed to be this way. I'm not supposed to hurt this way. We say somehow God has failed because We just have experiences where we hurt. God has failed because of the way I hurt. We look at our lives and say, God, wait a minute. It wasn't supposed to go like this. I didn't have it planned out that way. I wasn't supposed to experience that hurt or that heartache or that pain or that loss. We look at our life and we say, God, obviously you must have failed because my life didn't turn out the way it was supposed to. Or it's got hurt and pain in it that it just shouldn't be. Or we look at our lives and we say, I feel that God has failed because I look around and I just see how broken the world itself is. That the world is just a broken place. All you have to do is look around and and you can see the hatred. You can see the violence. You can see all of the brokenness that exists out there. And so we could easily just look at the world and say, well, obviously, God, obviously you have failed. And yet the truth the Scripture wants to get to us is, no, wait a minute, you must be understanding things wrong because God can't fail. So how do we misunderstand things? We misunderstand things when we misunderstand the situation we're in right now in the world. Why the world is broken the way it is. Why hurt comes into our life the way it does. If we go into the Scripture and we go to Romans 8, it gives us a glimpse of why the world is the way it is. It says, The creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For creation was subjected to what? Frustration. You see that? It's not the way it's supposed to be, but it is that way. It is a frustrating world. You can have a frustrating day tomorrow. It's just the way it is in a broken world. Not by its own choice, but by the will of one who subjected it in what? Hope. You see, this is the way it is, but it's not the way it's supposed to be. It's frustrating right now, and terrible things can happen in our lives because that's the way it is in a broken world that's disobeyed God. But that's not God's intention. That's not God's desire. That's not where God is moving the world toward. That God knows the frustration. He knows the hurt. He knows the pain. He understands the brokenness of the world, and He's moving it to a better place. But in the meantime, we will experience the frustration. In the meantime, it will always be easy for us to look at our life and start blaming God and say, somehow, God, you have failed. 
Let's look backwards to the people of Israel. They went through that experience. Things didn't pan out the way they thought it was supposed to pan out. They were uh, exiled over into a, into a foreign country in Babylon. They were crying out to God and saying, God, how could you fail us? We were supposed to be in Israel and now we're over in Babylonia. How could you fail us like this? Here's what God responds in Jeremiah 29. Now, watch this really close, okay? Watch this really close. And remember the five things we've now learned about God's nature. All five of them are in this verse. You ready? After Babylonia has been the strongest nation for 70 years, I will be kind and bring you back to Jerusalem just as I have promised. God can't lie. His promises are always true. He says, uh, I will bless you with a future filled with hope, a future of success, not suffering. God can't want your worst. He only wants your best. You see it? You will turn back to me and ask for help, and I will answer your prayers. God can't abandon you. You see it? You will worship with all your heart, and I will be with you and accept your worship. God can't stop loving you. He can't stop loving you. Then I will gather from all the nations where I scattered you, and you will return to Jerusalem. And God can't fail. God can't fail. See, right there we have the summation of the nature of God. God's people were struggling and they were doubting and they were blaming and they were wondering. And God comes along and says, wait a minute, you forgot my nature. You forgot my nature. And ultimately, you just need to know, no matter what you experience, I can't fail. I can't fail. I am moving your life toward something and I can't fail. God can't fail. One of the evidences that God can't fail is just look in the mirror. I mean, don't look in the mirror and figure out what, you know, the whole thing about I'm not tall enough or blonde enough or hair enough or all that stuff. But look in the mirror and see how incredible you already are. Look in the mirror and realize God can't fail because He has already had the success of creating you absolutely unique to who you are. What are there, six billion people in the world? Six billion people in the world. And there is not one other person on the whole planet that is exactly like you. Six billion people in the world. And there is not one person that is just like me. Six billion people in the world. And there's nobody in the world that has your gifts, your talents, your abilities, your dreams, everything that God has formed and fashioned into you from the beginning. You are an incredible marvelous success of God. Six million people in the world, and there's nobody else like me. Of course, my wife says that's a good thing. Nobody else like you. That's the way it is. You can go into Scripture, and it says in Psalm 139, I praise you because of the wonderful way you created me. Everything you do is marvelous. Of this I have no doubt. Nothing about me is hidden from you. 
I was secretly woven together deep in the earth below, but with your own eyes you saw my body being formed even before I was born. You had written in your book everything that I would do. God can't fail. And your unique creation is evidence of the marvelous opportunity of God in your life. God can't fail. God can't fail even when you experience those times of disappointment and heartache, hardship and pain. But you need to remember God can't fail. And therefore, God, that pain that you experience, God will not allow to last. It will not endure. Now, the enemy is going to be hard at work. The enemy is going to be hard at work trying to bring disappointment, discouragement, frustration into our lives. But God can't fail. And those things that come into your life that are frustrating and disappointing, they will not last. And God chooses to be there in the middle of it, right there with us. If you go into 2 Corinthians, it says, Praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father is a merciful God who always gives us comfort. How often? Always. He always gives us comfort. He comforts us when we're in trouble so that we can share the same comfort with others in trouble. We share in the terrible sufferings of Christ, but also in the wonderful comfort He gives. God can't fail you. He can't fail. And when you're in those hardships and those disappointments, those times of struggle, He chooses to be right there. And He promises you, it will not last. The Apostle Paul, somebody who was you know, pretty accustomed to hardship, pretty accustomed to pain, pretty accustomed to, to uh, difficulties as he did his ministry, he could write to the Romans in Romans 8, I am sure, notice the confidence he's got, right? I am sure that we are suffering now and it cannot compare with the glory that will be shown to us. What's he doing? He's looking past the experience of that moment and he knows God can't fail. No matter what the hardship is, no matter what the struggle is, no matter what the disappointment is, it cannot last. It will give way because God is moving my life towards something. And God can't fail. It cannot compare to what is in store. It cannot compare to what God has prepared for each one of us. God can't fail. God can't fail. And it reminds us that no matter what's going on in our lives, no matter what's going on in our world, there is a new world that is coming. Remember, the frustration of this creation was subjected in hope. God is moving this world towards something. And so the Scripture comes along and says, look, you may experience hardship and frustration and discouragement and all that kind of stuff, but it will not last and even more. God is in the business of creating something new. God is in the business of creating and recreating your life. And ultimately, God will create a new heaven and a new earth. So don't love this world. Don't get bound up in the world. Keep in mind, God can't fail. He can't fail. And He's always ready to recreate into something new. If you need scriptural evidence, go into 1 John 2. John warns, he says, Don't love the world. <laughs> Or anything that belongs to the world. If you love the world, you can't love the Father. Our foolish pride comes from this world, and so do our selfish desires and desires to have everything we see. None of this comes from the Father, 
The world and the desires it causes are disappearing. But if we obey God, we will live forever. See, God is recreating us into the image of Christ, and that will endure forever. See, you may look at your life and see only the hardships and the limitations and the things that you think you can't do. God wants you to look at your life and understand, look, He can't fail. And when you give Him control of your life, He can't fail. In spite of the hardships, in spite of the limitations, in spite of your weaknesses, God can't fail. Or you want to just trust that when you put your life into God's hands, when you put your day into Jesus Christ's strength, that God can't fail. That God can't fail. No matter who you are, no matter how you see yourself, it's how God sees what you can become. It's for us to understand that God can't fail. When we just trust Him more than anything else in our life, and that's really the step and the final thing of this whole series is for us to get to that place where we understand and just believe in our whole being that God can't fail us. Because God can't, can't fail us, we're ready to plan our lives on His wisdom and nothing else. Just to put our lives and plan our lives totally on His wisdoms, His wisdom. Because we know our wisdom can fail. If you go to Proverbs 21, Proverbs tells us that. Proverbs 21 says, No matter how much you know or what plans you make, you can't defeat the Lord. Our plans can fail, but God can never fail. In spite of our limitations, in spite of our weaknesses, in spite of the hurts and the disappointments, God can't fail when we just trust Him more. John says to us, Jesus worked many other miracles for his disciples, and not all of them are written in this book, meaning the Bible. But these are written so that you will put your faith in Jesus as the Messiah and the Son of God. And if you have faith in him, you will have what? True life. You see that? Not just like true life, incredible life. You'll have authentic life. You'll have life more than what you can imagine or dream because you'll have life that God dreamed for you and equipped you for and God simply cannot fail. It's when we plan our life and we base our life on His wisdom and we build our life then on His promises. We just trust His promises more. Scripture says, again, God said to Noah and his sons, I'm going to make a solemn promise to you and to everyone who will live after you. Do you qualify for that? Absolutely. Everyone who will live after you. I promise every living creature that the earth and that's living on it never again will be destroyed by a flood. The rainbow that I put in the sky will be my sign to you and to every living creature on earth. It will remind you that I will keep this promise forever. See, we can trust God's promises and He puts a rainbow in the sky so that we have no doubt that we can build our lives on His wisdom and we can just walk through our days trusting in His promises. And those promises will always come true because God can't fail. Jesus reaffirms it in Matthew 5. He says, Heaven and earth may disappear, but I promise you, 
that not even a period or a comma will ever disappear from the law. Everything written in it must happen. His promises cannot fail. And if His promises can't fail, we can confidently entrust our future to His purposes, that we can let our lives become not what we want, but what He wants. We can let our lives not be around what we desire, but around what He desires. Psalm 33 says, But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of His heart through all generations. God can't fail you. And when you put yourself and you put your life on His wisdom and you live according to His promises, then you'll discover the incredible purpose and the difference you can make in life. Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians, This is because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is always yes and never no. And he is the one that Silas, Timothy, and I told you about. And I'm telling you about him today. Christ says yes to all of God's promises. That's why we have Christ to say amen for us to the glory of God. And so God makes it possible for you and us to stand firmly together with Christ. It's been a great series, understanding the nature of God and understanding the things that God can't do. God can't lie. Uh, God can't want your worst. He only wants your best. God can never abandon you. He can never stop loving you. And God can never fail. He can't fail. And so you can put your life into His hands without concern because His promises are always true and He cannot fail. And you can do more than you ever dreamed or imagined when you trust Him. While the band comes up, let's pray. Father, we come to you today. It's been a great journey being able to uh, understand Your incredible nature. To just pause and understand uh, how much You desire to be in our lives and what You uh, dream for each one of us. We are just marvelously made, Lord. Made with all those strengths and all those gifts, all those dreams that You had for us from the beginning of time. And even though we experience the disappointment, the frustration of this world, we know it will not last. And we know that one day, all things will give way. All things will give way to Your purposes and to Your plans. We know that one day, Jesus Christ will come and make all things right and every tear will be wiped away. Father, we ask in the meantime, give us a confidence in You. Give us a confidence that You cannot fail in our lives. And if we just trust You more than anything, we can truly live. We can truly live to Your glory. We can stand firm before the world. We can shine brightly and let others know how incredible You are. Lord, You can't lie. You only want our best. You'll never abandon us and You'll love us to the very end. And we thank You that You cannot fail. 
For Jesus Christ came and accomplished all things according to your purpose. And it's in his precious name that we pray. Amen.